Hey, Catholic Divas, happy July. Today, I have a very special guest, Sue Eck. You're going to hear some stories about Dr. John and Dr. Lynn Billings. So come on in the podcast and let's listen to the interview. Hello, Catholic Divas. Welcome to Cycles and Sanctity Podcast. I am Mama Jane, wife to Steve for almost 37 years, mother of six wonderful children, fertility awareness instructor, and a Catholic mindset coach. Are you confused about your cycle? Do you want to learn how charting your cycles can give you insight, not only to your health, but your mental and emotional state as well? And most importantly, using this information to draw closer to God and pursue your path to holiness? If you answered yes, then you are in the right place. Go grab your journal and your favorite pen and let's do this. Hello, Catholic Divas. This is Mama Jane. Welcome back to Cycles and Sanctity. Today, I am so, so excited. I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Sue Eck. This is actually the first time that Sue and I have spoken online. We have emailed a number of times. I met her through BOMA USA, which is the United States Organization of Billings Ovulation Method. And I reached out to her when I was wanting to become an instructor. So we've spoken a number of times, but let me tell you a little bit about her. Her mother, Kay Eck, was one of the first training teachers in 1972 of the Billings Ovulation Method. Her family knew Dr. John and Dr. Lynn, and they were great friends. And she has taught, she's been a trainer, she's been speaking all over the country, all over the world on NFP at different conferences. And now she works with Father McAfee as a director of communications for the NFP outreach. So we're going to get a little bit into that. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so, so much for coming today. Tell us, I really am so curious because I'm one of the older generation instructors that never got a chance to meet Dr. John and Dr. Lynn, but I would love to hear a little bit about your impressions on Dr. John and Dr. Lynn. Oh, they were, they were wonderful. They were a lot of fun. First of all, they had great sense of humors, always smiling. He just adored her, was constantly looking at her and adoring. I mean, they were a wonderful couple, just such role models for couples of any faith, but especially Catholic couples. They really lived the faith and were very generous with their lives. Obviously, they, they devoted many, many, over 50 years to the work that they were asked to do. That's fantastic. So just to give a little context, so this is in July, we are really focusing in on the podcast on Humana Vitae, which was celebrated July 25th, 1968 is when St. Pope Paul VI actually wrote the encyclical. But Dr. John and Dr. Lynn were doing their work for years before that, correct? Yeah, that's right. Their pastor, Father Maurice Katerinich in Melbourne, Australia, asked Dr. John if he would do some research to come up with something more effective than the rhythm method. And he said, well, I'm a neurologist. Can't you find an OBGYN or somebody more tuned into to that field? And Father Katerinich, who came from a long line of physicians in his family, said, no, I think you'll be more objective. I really want you to to just see what you can come up with. And so Dr. John Billings said, okay, well, I'll give it three months. 
and see what I can find. And that evolved into so much more. And then a few years into it, then Dr. Lin became involved. And that's when it really clicked because what he was discovering, she was affirming by recognizing the symptoms in her own cycle. Right. I love her quote that once a woman understands her peak, nobody can convince her otherwise. I just think yeah, that's she said so it a, powerful. a little, little different than that. Okay. She's now I can't quote her exactly, but she said a woman will recognize her peak like the face of her own baby. Oh, that's even more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A woman will recognize her own peak like the face of her own baby. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is just so beautiful. I pray to them all the time oh, nice. um, in this work. I just know that they've been a real instrument for my own growth and my own teaching. So tell us a little bit, give us a timeline, because I think I'm not real clear on the exact, I like history. The older I get, the more history I look back and say, oh, this is what's going on. So correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding, 1965 was when the pill went on the market. And then 1968 so. yeah. was when Humani Vitae. But when did Dr. John's pastor come to him? Before? He started the research in 1953. 53, which is yeah. why it's 70 years this year of the billings. Because I noticed we had the, what is it? International. Yeah, I had their conference. Would you They're... explain what that is? Oh, sure. WOM stands for World Organization Ovulation Method Billings. So there are two O's. It's WOM, W-O-O-M-B, and they're based in Melbourne, Australia, and BOMA USA is the U.S. affiliate. So they have affiliates all over the world, and they have to meet standards every three years. They have to renew their affiliation by proving that what they're offering is the authentic Billings ovulation method. So they don't just rubber stamp and say, okay, well, thanks. Thanks for all you've done, and we'll renew you for three years. But an affiliate really has to prove themselves to show the materials that they're using, because there have been deviations over the years, and it's caused a great deal of confusion among teachers and users. And so authentic teaching is so important. Right. And I know that also from my own experience here in our diocese, because when I first moved here, I had heard that there was a nun who taught the Franciscan method. Yep. And then the family of Americas is, it seems like it's two different deviations. And then of course, Creighton has a whole different model, which my understanding is Dr. Hilders was trained under Dr. Billings. And then he went a little bit in a different direction as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, Dr. John Billings taught Dr. Tom Hilders the Billings method. And Dr. Hilders said, this is not complicated enough for doctors. That's, and that's what so other things... Complicated. <laughs> yeah. So well, there's a whole different emphasis on his method versus Billings. And Family of the Americas started when, well, Mercedes Wilson was in Melbourne, Australia with her husband. She's from Guatemala. And I heard her personally tell the story that she was bored one day reading the paper and she saw this little article asking for help with research, something related to Billings. And so she got involved and she helped create the stamps, the stickers that billions couples use right now. But then she decided that it was not universally usable for couples who don't read or write. And so one cycle, she took pictures of her own mucus during one cycle. And so now women all over, whoever uses that method have to fit their own fertility into one one cycle that Mercedes experienced. So with billions, it's interesting because it's very personal. 
the women write down their own unique symptoms, as long as they're consistent with the word, they're fine. So there isn't a lot of confusion because it's so personal to the woman. And, you know, Sue, that is one of the things that I was always attracted to when I first became an instructor is that I love the statement, every woman is unique, every cycle is unique. And one of the things when I teach my couples, or I have a lot of young students, like college age students that just want to know for health reasons, and I have a whole podcast on the way I teach fertility awareness versus natural family planning. My single girls, I teach them just the method of how to chart and how to make the observation. And then my engaged and married couples, I actually teach them the rules and, and things like that. But what I was going to say is, what I have discovered is, as an instructor, is that the gift of billings is giving the woman, and we are created with intuition. And what I have discovered is that it enhances our gift of intuition. And the other thing is, is that it's very Ignatian in that we're making the observations throughout the day. And then in the evening, we look back and reflect and we can see the most fertile pattern. And then we put it on the chart, which is, I'm like, oh, this is the examine. And so a lot of times I will encourage Catholic couples, if you haven't learned how to do the examine prayer, you can just kind of go into that and talk to the Lord. (laughs) But I also personally appreciate the simpleness. So I don't know if I shared my story with you. I was introduced to Billings. My husband and I got married in 86. And unfortunately, we were, I was at least one of those women who, typical college woman, right? That was not chaste, didn't know my teachings, didn't know my Catholic. And a friend of mine, we were in the military, a fellow officer, we were out on exercise and it was three o'clock in the morning and he knew I was going to go see my husband. And he asked me this question, are you spilling the seed? I had no idea what that meant. I was like, whoa. And he said, when we get back, I'll give you some information. And through the conversation that I was like, yes, I'm using a contraception. And in my back of my mind, like, what is it to you? But he was a good Catholic, right? And he understood. And so he gave me the book. He gave me the chart, never went to. And then thanks be to God, we were able to get pregnant. Then I thought I figured I knew what I was doing and seven years we were infertile. And that's when I came to really appreciate Humana Vitae because again, this was back in the early nineties before PCOS, endometriosis, all of that stuff wasn't even talked about. But when you get into the infertility industry, then all of a sudden the baby is the main purpose and anything is acceptable. And so for me, we had to stand on the unitive aspect, like, no, we're not going to do this test because it's not unitive. No, we're not going to do this procedure. It's not unitive. And I really had to witness to medical professions who claimed that they were Catholic. And so, yeah, so then, you know, I mean, praise God through some nutritional things we were able to. And then, like I, I always say, we had seven years of fasting, seven years of feasting, ended up with, with six kids. But I appreciate it's simple and yet it's not simple, right? Share with us a little bit on your experience of Billings. How did you, your mother was a teacher, so you grew up with it, right? But how did you, how how did you jump into saying, no, this is the path that I want to do. I want to be a teacher as well. I was working full-time for the St. Cloud Diocese in the NFP office. It was a separate office of the Korea back then, which is unheard of now, you know, unfortunately. It'd be so much stronger if 
bishops made NFP its own department with its own budget. Yeah. But anyway, I think I was bored. And I, I think my mom probably sensed that. And she, she never pushed me because she never wanted for me to do it because she wanted me to teach. But it just was a natural evolution. And then she was very involved on the national level with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Back then, the office was Diocesan Development Program for NFP. And she was on the board and the National Advisory Board and really was considered an expert nationally and internationally. And so there was so much more to it for me than just teaching in an office. It was just so wide ranging and fulfilling. And then when she became president of Bulma USA in 1996, we housed Bulma USA under the auspices of the St. Cloud Diocese. And so I was juggling both full-time with the diocese and then helping with Bulma and Back then, the diocese had about a 50% acceptance rate of billings in marriage prep. And they were getting about, so 500 couples roughly a year were jumping in and saying, yeah, I want to do this. And, and so you can imagine how busy we were. Yeah. And thankfully, I was one of the teachers who could help because we were in 10 different hospitals and lots of different, I mean, it was really a kind of a big operation, kind of a, a really a model for the country as it turned out to be. Wow. And so real quickly, when you taught back then, because I know many dioceses at the moment will only require them to do an introductory class. And my particular viewpoint is I think we're doing a disservice to the couples because the way I explain it is like, I'm going to teach you why it's beneficial to go cycling. And then I'm going to explain all about this bicycle. And then I'm going to help you get on until you get your balance. And then you can go and do what you need to do. But we miss the point when we don't help our couples to chart and things. Did you guys include that at the beginning when you were doing that back then? We taught a first instruction so that, and I've never liked the idea of calling it an introduction because that sounds so negotiable, like it doesn't really count. So we called it a first instruction and they had enough information where if they committed to a chart review in two weeks, they could take the chart and stickers and, and start that night. Of course, now there are apps for that. There are only a couple of two approved apps, but there are different ways of charting. It's not necessarily putting a sticker on a piece of paper or on a chart. But anyway, yeah. back to your simplicity thing. I remember when I was teaching and particularly with couples, I would Whenever I would emphasize, this is simple, this is simple, when I said it two or three times during an instruction or follow-up, they would imitate that. They would say something, okay, yeah, this is simple. If I forgot to do that, they would get kind of immersed in the details and get kind of stressed, but it really is simple. I mean, it's such a gift from God that the billings developed what they did because fertility should not be complicated. It shouldn't require any devices or anything. I mean, nothing. Right. It should be intuitive, like you said. Yeah. And it's, I mean, one of the analogies I use is like teaching a, a baby potty training. At the beginning, they don't know that their sign, their body is telling them that they have to go potty, but then eventually they recognize those signs and then they know that they need to go potty. And I think that's part of the disgrace of our medical community and our women's health is that our bodies are telling us these signs and women don't understand what the signs are and they misinterpret. They think they're sick because they don't know that cervical mucus is a healthy sign or whatever, whatever. And it's the true shame. I mean, really women's empowerment should be to recognize your fertile signs. Oh, yeah. 
It can be taught to anyone. It's certainly not just for Catholics. Dr. John Billings would often kind of joke, well, the ovaries aren't Catholic. He was so universal in his desire to reach so many different religions. And the work in China speaks to that loudly. I'm so glad you said that. I wanted to ask you about that because I read the China studies and I just was so fascinated. Would you tell us a little bit more about that study and and how they got invited? How did the Billings and the team got invited to China? There, there was a doctor, they would refer to him as their St. Michael. And in fact, St. Michael the Archangel is the patron of the Billings Method. But it'd be good if you could interview one of the Australians to really hear about the history of that. But they ended up going into China, I think almost every year. And they trained thousands of people. And that's how the symbols for the chart were developed because of the language barrier. They just decided to come up with symbols. So couples can use either symbols or the stickers as long as they don't make any deviation from it. You know, you don't want to draw stick figures or anything like that. Right. But the work in China was huge. And I remember, I I remember, do you know the name Father Ronald Lawler? He Mm -hmm. was a theologian years ago. He called me and he was, he was essentially dying. And he called me and he had a very raspy voice. He said, Sue, the Billings method is leading a whole country to Christianity. Something like that. He was just, he said, we need to get the word out. And it's so true. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing. And Dr. John Billings would tell me personally, he would say the Catholic church is alive and well in China. Even though they had to sort of go underground for mass and all of that, he knew it was strong. And it's probably getting stronger because of the work that they've done. Mm -hmm. So will you tell me a little bit about how you have seen Catholic marriages thrive with natural family planning, especially the Billings Method? What are the benefits for a couple for their marriage when they're practicing this? What have you seen? Well, I think there's more respect The guys understand the women better. A lot of times they'll do the charting. In teacher training over the years, I've noticed that, especially with Hispanic couples, that the guys are really involved. They they come as a couple to become trained. Not so much with us gringos, but it's, it's good. And the guys really understand what's going on. They get it more quickly than the women typically, because they're not all concerned about whether they're actually fertile or not. They just, they take it objectively and they see the simplicity of it. And so the marriages are better. And in some cases, the engagements break up because they're on a deeper level understanding each other. So, so that's a good thing. You know, if we're saving marriages one way or another, that's a good thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's amazing. How has Humana Vitae helped you grow Billings? Because you said you're at the Billings Ovulation Method Association of OMA USA. How has understanding Humana Vitae really kind of expanded it? Or do you think Billings helped Humana Vitae or Humana Vitae helped Billings? Like, I want to hear the relationship between the two. For me, that's really been my evangelization. That's one of the reasons why I've been a promoter of NFP in general for years and years. And for me personally, it's like a litmus test. If you understand natural family planning, then you're going to understand everything else. So Yeah, that's so true. I remember hearing the story both from Dr. James Brown. I'm sure you know that name. Mm-hmm. He, he was a Presbyterian in Melbourne, Australia who helped with the research that the Billings were doing, he developed a urine test to confirm the symptoms 
that the women were charting. Mm-hmm. And so keep in mind, he wasn't Catholic, but I heard the story that on the day Himani Vitae was released, he had the newspaper and he went over to the Billings home and he said, look at, we were right all along. I mean, it was just such a beautiful testimony that Himani Vitae confirmed Billings and Billings confirmed Himani Vitae and it just made so much sense. Mm. And that's not that other natural methods don't work with Humani Vitae, but I think the simplicity and the, the timing of how it was developed and then in the midst of the pill becoming so popular and, and all of the hassles of that time, it just all confirmed that Humani Vitae was right and Billings was a natural fit with it. Right. That's so fantastic. That's beautiful. So do you want to share a little bit more about the effect of Billings on the United States? Because I know that many people, when I talk about natural family planning, or I'm on a lot of social media and everything, seems like Creighton and Marquette are the two that I find the bigger ones. How is Billings growing in the United States? How many teachers do we have? And more importantly, how would someone, if they heard this and they wanted to become a teacher, they're like, I really want to do this and preach this good news. Um, how would they do that? That would be so beautiful. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> do that. Do that. And <laughs> they need to. I don't know the numbers right now. There's a website people can go to see if there's a teacher near them. It's boma-usa.org. They have all remote trainings, except once in a while, there's some in-person training. So it's very doable time and, you know, to just be at home and to be on Zoom with the instructors. So it's very doable. What was your other question? How have you seen it grow in the United States? It's not nearly as large as, as Australia, obviously, because the Billings lived in Australia and the Asia Pacific. But how large is it, do you know, being at the national level, how large is Billings in the United States? It's I think it's been consistently growing, especially among people who are attracted to it for the health benefits. Mm -hmm. And people are so against chemicals these days. It's a natural attraction. I work more with NFP Outreach now. I'm a consultant to the education committee for BOMA, and I attend some of the board meetings for BOMA. So I can't just pull up the database and tell you numbers right now, but it's mostly word of mouth because they don't have the funds to do splashy advertising. And it's a humble approach with Billings. It's just one-on-one and nice materials and keep it simple and doable. So yeah, I think both in Spanish and English, it's growing and worldwide. Oh, Pakistan is going like gangbusters. Father McCaffrey is very well connected with the Billings people in Pakistan And they're just, he's kind of the guy there is just constantly sending us updates with beautiful pictures of couples there getting trained. Wow. Wow. Will you tell me then a little bit more about this natural family planning outreach? Oh, sure. It was founded by Father Daniel McCaffrey, who is a retired military chaplain. And he's devoted his retirement to traveling throughout the country, giving weekend missions that discuss essentially humani vitae. And his focus now is also to spend time with the pastor to explain why this is important on the parish level. And Father himself has been a pastor and has brought NFP into his parish setting. So he walks his talk. He can speak from personal experience. And it'd be great if you could have him on sometime for a, a real interview. He's He's very dynamic. He's all Irish from New York City, living in Oklahoma City now, and 
a lot of fun and just ready to hit the road anytime. I think on Friday, he goes to St. Louis for the weekend. And last weekend, he was in St. Louis and goes to Nebraska in November. And we want to keep him busy. So I actually think I heard, this is how long ago, a cassette tape with him. Yeah. He is a delight. I, yes, he's one of my, I'm a fangirl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yes. So yes, I would, I would love to have him on. I would love to hear his perspective. As I, as I mentioned to you before the recording, one of my desires for this podcast is to be a resource for priests as well. And I find that many times our priests, they're just so overwhelmed and they want to help these couples that are in marriage preparation, everything, but they don't really know where to go or whatever. So I'm always asking, let this podcast be a good tool for you to help them just an added resource, right? So yes, I would love to have him. I would love it. So that would be awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. Do you have anything else about Billings? Do you have another story about that I could just sit and ask you about Dr. John and Dr. Lynn? I really wished I had gotten to meet them, but I love the pictures. I love reading about them. I love reading his story. He is, he's a delight. You love poetry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was quite the romantic. They they were just really a great couple. They were fun, as I mentioned early on, and devout and courageous. Yeah, they were very special, very special. And a cause has been started for their road to sainthood as a couple. There's a blog. I wish I, I didn't think to look it up, but there's a blog if people, if they have results from praying to the Billings for their intercessory prayers, they can be posted there. The book, The Billings Enigma, have you read that? Yeah, I, I've started it. I, I haven't okay. finished it. I keep stopping and going and stopping and going. But, yeah. and one of the things that I, it's interesting that kind of personally made me like pause is, is the Australian mindset. Some of the words, some of the, the things that they say, I'm like, wait, what does that mean? And so I have to stop and Americanize things on, on stuff. So Australia is one of those countries I have not visited yet. My dad was military. So I've traveled all over South America and Australia is the only two continents other than Antarctica, but we don't count that one. So one last question I wanted to ask you also, Sue, is have you been a missionary for Billings? I mean, I know you've been speaking and everything, but like we have a Kenyan pastor that I work with and I've always told him like, my dream is to go to Kenya. I lived in in Africa for a number of years as a young child or, or somewhere and literally be a missionary at Billings. Like that totally would excite me just to go do Billings work in, in somewhere else. But in the United States, it's also missionary country, right? Yeah. But did you ever do that? Or do you know any couples that were missionaries or have done I haven't, that? I haven't done that. Father McCaffrey has always joked with me that, so you don't have the missionary spirit. <laughs> That's right. I need air conditioning, Father. <laughs> right, exactly. But I know there are couples who have done it, who have gone to faraway places and brought it there. There's a teacher in California, Louisa Lard, who is a registered nurse, and she goes to, I want to say Ghana, but I don't think that's the correct, Uganda, I believe. Mm. And oh, she wow. goes there and, and offers teacher training and and teaches couples. Yep. Beautiful. That's so, yeah. so beautiful. So yeah. And that blog you were mentioning about the cause for canonization, that's yep. actually how I, I found it. you just have to, if you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, just go and, and do a cause for canonization for Dr. John and Lynn Billings, and you can find it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on there. And then I get emails 
as people write prayer requests or things like that. So it's, oh, a, nice. it's yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I'm really excited that, that their cause is open. And so this is 70 years. This is the 70th year since they began their work. Incredible. That is, that is a, a, incredible. Yeah. It really is. If we think about like history and all of the things that have happened it seems like people are starting to wake up. Like you mentioned, people are recognizing toxicity in everything that they're doing and the harm that contraception is doing to a woman's body and yeah. the benefit of natural family, natural understanding, again, honoring our bodies. It's one of the things that I really focus on is the beauty of women's bodies and recognizing that God created us with superpowers, I call them. And that ovulation is one of our superpowers. And so is menstruation. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Do you have anything else you'd love to have the audience hear about Billings or about your work or any encouragement? Yeah, I just, if you're inspired, if anyone's inspired to become a teacher, just try it, you know, just just try it. I I often would say that those who are not meant to teach, just it won't happen. So don't be afraid of trying, going through the training and seeing where God's leading you because more teachers are needed and so much can be done online now. Yeah. So it's worth a try if you're inspired. And if priests want to connect with Father McCaffrey, his email is nfpoutreach at att.net. And we're in the process of updating the website. So I, I'm always hesitant to refer people to it, but it's nfpoutreach.org. .org. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll put those in the show notes if anyone okay. else is interested. But again, Sue, they can find it on social media. Just Facebook. I'm not into the other stuff. Yeah. My email is <laughs> sue at nfpoutreach.org. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for fun. your dedication for your continuum. A lot of times people are like, no, I'm done. And you're just still going and still going and still going, <laughs> preaching the good news of Billings. And I, I just really appreciate your time. Just so you know, with NFP Outreach, we're more universal. So any viable natural method we fully support. So it's not Billings specific. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh yeah. Because I mean, really just the aspect of natural family planning. Yeah. Right. That's right. So, yep. and I think that is just so, so beautiful. I could talk about this stuff all day long, which is <laughs> why I have a podcast about it. That's great. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, we're going to be doing a whole series on Humana Vitae and getting to know St. Paul VI and all of his good work. And we're also going to be including St. John Paul II's little known book called Love and Responsibility. So stay tuned to the podcast. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and subscribe, write a review, meet Sue online, and you guys have a good day. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sue Eck. And I want to remind you that I do have the Uniquely Beautifully You workshop that has begun. Just go ahead and click the link in the show notes and we'd love to have you join the party. Have a great day.